Do you ever watch a movie and imagine what you would do in the same situation? Or is that just me? Like if someone tried to kidnap me, what would I actually do? Would I give them some nice Jackie Chan moves? I can see it now. Two men walk up to me from behind. One of them tries to grab me but I'm too fast. I dodge him and give him a punch in his throat. The second one tries to grab my legs but instead I give him a kick in his penis and he screams like a little child. <clears throat> I'd be so badass. But like God forbid bad thing, before you guys start having ideas, nobody will pay my ransom. In today's episode, we follow a girl who actually found herself in a movie, a horror movie, but thanks to some Jackie Chan moves and a pot, she came out on top. You have to hear the story. It's wild and it happened somewhere in Yaba. I totally forgot when I woke up in the morning, I was like, why is there blood on my hand actually? What's happening? Only for the story to now, like this, everything now started coming back to my head. So I can start. My name is Peculiar. I'm a final year student of Unilag. Unfortunately, because person supposed don't graduate by now, but it is what it is. 2017 or 16. I don't remember the exact day, but sometime in between 2016 and 2017, I went to have pizza with some of my friends at Domino's in um, Herbert Macaulay. I don't even talk to any of those people that I went to Domino's with. I don't talk to them again. So I hung out with them and we had fun. I had free pizza and ice cream. It was, it was, those, those were the things I was interested in at the time. Pizza and ice cream now is, is pasta, linguine and bolognese. Uh, I decided to leave around, was it 9.30 to 10-ish? That was when I was leaving. Um, walked out and I was standing outside then, and it was a bit dark, actually. So um, I was standing there. I stood there for a couple of minutes, actually, more, at least four or five minutes because I did not. it was late and I did not see bike. And the bikes that I saw, they were all calling, like, outrageous amounts for it the fair and like i was not going fast so why exactly so that's why i ended up staying there that long and then somebody hit me some there was contact between myself and an external body after the person hit me i just blacked out When that happened, I woke up in a house and um, the guy came into the room. I was like, ah, this one don't wake up. And he rushed back out. Do you remember like, what the room looked like? I remember very well what the room looks like. The, the bed was on the floor. It had no bed frame. The bed was on the floor. 
to the right hand side was the wardrobe and to the left just after the bed was the door to enter into the room then opposite the bed was the mirror then the blue lights then it, it was just a room it doesn't have bathroom and all that it was just the room the thoughts in my head was just get out of this place I, I did not want to think about where i was at the moment because i obviously did not know where i was i cannot start thinking how did you get here you obviously don't know how you got here so just think about coming out of the situation first then you can start trying to link and link thoughts and figure out how you got how i got to that particular place so i immediately he walked out i stood up and i went for my bag because i knew that i had clothes in it because i was on my underwear only but he had not violated me praise jesus i've 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 taken karate classes as a teenager i've watched a lot of horror movies i've prepared myself for this situation i live for these situations for this experience is not really I do, I do not nobody lives for this but i had been practicing in my mind in case something like this should happen know that your you first thing to do is to escape from the situation before you start thinking and crying and don't let emotions get the better of you so i put on my jean but my jean was high waist jean and it's pencil skinny tight it took a lot of time trying to wear it and then i started hearing like the gates was opening so i had to rush out of the room just run out of the room with my bag i held my bag on my um shoulder on walking out he's he he now came back inside so i noticed that it was a boy's quarter so the room was at the f- end of the boy's quarter the second place on the left because the houses are towards the left when you're going out the second place on the left was the parlor then the third door seemed like the bathroom then there was one just beside the entrance to the boys quarter and that was the kitchen so when he came in he saw that i had gotten up and he went back out to turn off his generator because his gen was on It's like being blind because I'm in a strange environment. I don't know where anything is. I don't know what I could pick or hold to help save myself. I was it was just like being blind. So I went to I just rushed straight down to the kitchen. And I closed the door behind me. So the kitchen is quite small. It's rectangular. And the door is on the longer part of the rectangle. So I closed the door and I used... All this while, my head is swooping. I'm having a terrible migraine. My eyes are turning me. I did not wear my glasses. So I'm pretty half blind. And um, I... Hit, I banged the door behind me and I used my back to support the door but my legs are weak so there um, he had a mini fridge just opposite the door so I decided to sit on the floor 
and used my back to hold on the door and my legs on the mini fridge so if he pushes my knees will buckle and give some sort of support to hold the door closed then um he started like shaking the gates like the locks of the gates just shaking it then he started speaking in yoruba that she day here she day here make you not come inside she day here but something just kept telling me that he was bluffing that there was nobody at the gate it was just him he was just trying to scare me i should keep my cool i should hold my cool then he did that like for a while and he came back to the kitchen and started banging the door more and the kitchen the door is like wooden door it's not it's not good wood my mind is starting to give in to the situation i'm i'm starting to realize that okay this is i'm actually in this situation and i was already crying but i just something just said you can cry later just get yourself out of this situation first so he comes back he comes back to the door and he starts hitting the door and then he tells me that before he just wanted to have sex with me that now he's going to kill me then he starts hitting the door even harder and then the the top knob the doorknob there are two knobs in the door yes, the one at the top starts pulling off i can see it's the hinge i can see it's removing and this bastard of a man starts squeezing himself from the space that is created by that hinge removing like when the top one removed the one at the down was still connected but he decided to squeeze himself because he, he was quite thin he decided to squeeze himself into that space that was created and i saw that it was giving him some sort of difficulty so i stood up immediately and that was when i dragged my jean up to buckle it properly it was like now you've seen i've broken my door now now i'm going to kill you now i'm going to waste your life is this what you wanted and i was like please just allow me go just like i just want to go and then he reached for a knife and he was coming at me with that knife but there was so much adrenaline in my body that my body felt it was probably a candle or a biro or something and i reached for the knife and it cut my hand and i dragged the knife from him from the sharp end i dragged it from him and i used my right hand to just try and locate anything and my hand went for a pot and immediately i grabbed the handle of the pot i just took a swing at his head as i hit his head he just shouted jesus <laughs> he said jesus this girl wants to kill me i was like oh now i want to kill you i mean he wanted to kill me before now i'm the one that wants to kill you. <laughs> now i'm the one that wants to kill you luckily for me somebody came to turn off their generator so his bq was just where the generators of the entire compound are so somebody came to turn off their generator and that generator was the most noisy one so immediately the person turned off his generator i just started screaming help help this man is a ritualist he wants to use me for ritual he's a kidnapper please somebody should help me and that was when the person came to the door and started hitting the door i think his name was tayo 
person started hitting the door tayo what's happening there what's happening they allowed to come out and then he called the attention of other tenants in the compound and they all came and he started saying that you should allow me to come out and that's when you know i said i get out of my house and i was able to come out but my phone and about 10,000 naira cash that i had went because when i was in the kitchen i went through my bag so my phone and my cash was no not with me and i was like people should tell him while holding my pot i was like people should tell him to give me my phone and my cash and he he brought it out and he gave it to me What do you want to say? I, I remember a detail about the story when you first told me. And the detail that he was naked the entire time. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was naked the entire time. He even came outside naked. When the guys said he should bring my phone and my cash, he came outside naked. So what the guys were saying was that um, this one, Phoebe prostitutes where the parole no work or something that was what they were saying and i i really did not even have it in me to try and tell them that okay this is what actually happened they should have whatever i did i would never see those people again so i did not even try to convince them or say something else concerning the matter i just left so when i checked my phone checked the time it was around 2 a.m yeah so this, the whole, um, everything happened between 10 and 2 a.m. And I believe the time I woke up to when I was able to leave the house was not more than two hours. So I was blacked out for about two hours. So I'm guessing he took me from Herbert Macaulay to where we were. It took about 30 minutes or less. So, um... On walking out, I was just walking. I did not know which direction I was walking to because I was in a totally strange environment. I had never been to that place. And then I saw someone trying to enter his streets, but the gate was locked, so he was horning. It was even the horn that um, got my attention. So I walked towards him. He was driving a CRV, a white CRV it was white i still believe that guy was an angel anyway um i got to the guy and i was like oh sorry good morning um he was like oh good morning that uh which one am i on the road by this time and i said oh please where am i and he was like oh that i'm in iwaya i said iwaya i'd never i'd never heard of iwaya I was like, Iwaya, please, where is Iwaya? He said, Unilag Backgate area. I said, oh, okay, Backgate. I'd never been to Backgate either. I was like, okay, how close is Iwaya to school? He said, okay, that it's if um that it's a couple of minutes, about 10, 15 minutes from where we were at the time to Backgate. I was like, okay, no problem. He now said that this one, I'm asking so many questions. And by this time of the day, that what happened? Why am I on the road in somewhere I don't know? And I, I just said it in a very 
simple, free manner. Oh, I was just kidnapped. And he looked at me like, what? I was like, oh, yeah. But then I broke the person's head. He was like, how did I break the person's head? I said, with my pot of justice. <laughs> with my pots. I, said, I broke his head with my pots. And then he was like, that, okay, that, do I need a ride to school? That, am I a student? I said, yeah, that, I was doing diploma. So he said, that, do I need a ride to school? I said, yeah, that, if he can help. And I said, okay, no problem. I should enter that he's going to drop me. And that was it. Till today, my parents do not know about this. I have, I have totally recovered from it. It's a funny story to me now. It's a story I, but at the spur of the moment, then it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. But I'm glad I was able to come out of that situation because there are many, even lesser situations than that, that the girl or guy, whoever, person probably died or probably came out with some terrible injury i i don't have any mark instead i'm the one that gave my kidnapper a scar on his head My own is that man saw a woman holding a blood pot in the middle of the night and did not think she was a ritualist. <laughs> he has mind though. Anyway, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to tweet about this story with the hashtag it happened in Nigeria. This episode was hosted by me, Hawal Awal. It was produced and sound designed by Moisu. The executive producer is ABA Soare. This podcast is produced by Voa Collective. You can find them on social media at VOIX Collective. See you next week for our final episode, a story about the police. <laughs>